Father, we thank you so much for your presence. God, we thank you that we can just gather here and just rest in you. Knowing that you'll speak to us, knowing that you'll meet us right where we're at, no matter what it is that we've come in here with. Whether we're on a mountaintop or in a valley, Father God, you're the same. And you meet us in these moments. So we're so thankful for that. So I just pray that you just be with everyone here, all throughout the building and everyone online. God, that we would just be open to you, to whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to speak, God. Be with Pastor Buddy as he delivers the message. God, let us just receive it, to truly hear it, and respond as you lead, Lord. God, thank you for who you are and all that you're doing in and through our lives. To you be all honor, all glory, and all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Well, welcome to church this morning. I assure you, they have scraped the bottom of the barrel to get me to be up here to do announcements. No one else wanted to do it, so it's all me today. So good luck with that, because you never know what's going to happen, and it's going to come out of my mouth. I forgot all my words last service, which is scary, because my kids are homeschooled, and I need to know my words and math, and it all failed me. So anyway, welcome to church this morning. If you're a first-time guest, we welcome you here, and we're glad that you chose to be here this morning. Uh, we do have a gift for you at the table that's located out in the lobby. You can just stop by there on your way out and ask any questions that you might have, and we hope you'll come back with us and um, join us again um, over this holiday season especially. And um, um, let's see, I have to look at my list, even though I've done it so many times. But if you have your phone, if you're on Facebook, you want to check in, we ask you to do that now and just let people know to join you at salemfields.com live and watch the service there. And um, also, there's a connection card located inside of your program. If you will pull that out and fill that out with any questions that you have, any prayer requests, and I know that um, we go through each week, we get those cards in and we answer any questions you have, but also any prayers that you might have um, we make sure to pray for those. I feel really bad for this little coughing baby up here. But don't give it to me, let me tell you. I'm trying to stay healthy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, anyway, so just throw that in the bucket when they come by in just a few moments and take our tithes and offering, which will be coming up here in a few moments. And if you are a guest, we don't want you to feel like you have to give in this. Nobody has to give in a tithes and offering. It is something that you should do joyfully and cheerfully from your heart, as God asks us to do, to give back um, for all that he so richly blessed us with. I know my life has been blessed. And even in the hard times, it's hard to remember it, but I know that he's there for us. And I know he's got our back. If no one else does, God's got our back. And so I want to thank him for that. So there's a lot of ways that you can give. There's cash and check, debit or credit card. Um, you can go out to the kiosk there and put that in. And then there's a little envelope there. You can fill that out and um, they'll be buying just a few moments for that. Well, a couple of things that are coming up here in um, the next week, actually. Next weekend, we have Christmas Festival, which will be on Saturday. So we have no Saturday evening service. But Christmas Festival will run from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And there's going to be a lot of fun activities that are going on through that time. And we want to make sure that we are putting our best foot forward. So we need a lot of volunteers. Rainey's driving me nuts. And I hope she hears me right now because every service, she comes and tells me that I'm not doing a good enough job at getting people to sign up. So... If you are not signed up, would you please sign up, okay? 
I got to get this girl off my back. And you don't have to be here from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. You can come anytime. There's a lot of different times, a lot of different things that they need um, covered during that time. But it is a great outreach into the community. I, you know, the chatter on Facebook, I see a lot of people who don't come to church here who are going to be here that weekend. So invite people to that. Come out and join us for that. And then also we have our Christmas schedule that's located inside of your program. There's a little card there. You can see all the services and times that we have coming up. We'll be talking about those more in the next couple weeks. But you could take that card, put it on your fridge, and maybe grab a few to invite people to church over this holiday season. Um, and that would be awesome. And we also have some Christmas Eve service cards. You can grab those and give those to friends as well. And the last thing I wanted to let you know about is an update on our Thanksgiving offering that we took a, a few weeks ago. Um, and we're still taking... Um, commitments and pledges and um, the donations for that. But the goal of that is 60000 As you can see, we have received and had pledged $40,996.82. And the math comes down to, let's say, 19000 okay? So we still need to get a little bit more, but that is an awesome total and all that's been received at this time. So thank you for doing that, for being a part of it. We want to let you know that you do not have to give that money by the end of the year. You can make the pledge and give that at any time. So, you know, if you have an amount in your mind that you want to do, just make, you can make small payments on it. You can do it all at once. However you feel led to do, um, just mark that on the little commitment card that we have, and you can go out to the table that's located out in the lobby and get more information about that. Um, and also, you know, we haven't done a special emphasis for gifts for Christmas um, because what we want to do is we get a lot of calls throughout the season for families in our community who are um, having a hard time getting Christmas for their families together. So, if you want to contribute to that, you can mark that and put it through the Thanksgiving offering. Just mark it on the connection card that that's to go to families that um, are in need in our community because we have already been getting calls for that. And it's never um, easy to have to, you know, for Alicia, she has to figure that all out. So any gifts that you want to give to that, we'd appreciate. The ushers are going to come at this time and we're going to continue to worship. So I absolutely love this. This is probably my favorite worship song in the entire world right now. So um, it's called Highlands, and it's all about this reality that whether we are in the valley or on the mountaintop, God's the same. God's the same in every season and every circumstance. And um, sometimes we get tested in that, and we get challenged in that. I know my family and I, we've been really tested in that this week. Uh, our entire bottom floor of our house flooded so we are in a hotel for Christmas um, but here's the beautiful thing is we have a choice of how we're going to look at every single circumstance and so we made a decision that you know what we want to model for our kids faith so it's so easy to then let that uh, affect our, our mood and our emotions but we chose to see the joy in everything we chose to see that you know what the same God that's on the mountaintop is the one that's also in the valley he can work all things together for good. And we've seen the fruit of that. And so we had insurance people. We had workers come in to kind of clean everything out. And they saw that response in us. And they were like, we just don't usually see this. Usually people are upset or they're angry. And, and I said, well, you know what? We've seen God move enough to know that he can work all things together for good. And so we were able to then share in those moments the gospel of Jesus. And it really kind of just floored them and surprised them. And Pastor Buddy's going to talk about that today. This idea that we get to choose each and every single day and every single moment, the valley or the mountaintop, 
of how we're going to carry that light. Because the world needs light. The world needs to see that in us. Because no matter what situation or circumstance we face, he's still the same God. So after those buckets pass by, I want us to stand to our feet. And I just want us to let these words sink in. And I want us as a church, as a community of faith to make that decision that, you know what? This morning, whether I've done it up until now or not, I'm going to declare that you are the same God yesterday, today, and always, in every season, and in every circumstance, and you deserve all of my praise. Amen? All right, let's worship together. Who 
All glory and all praise. One more time. I will praise you on the mountain. I will praise you in the mountains in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faithful in the night leads me astray. Sometimes you just need one more course. When you're in that place, you need it. You know what I mean? Some of you needed that today, right? Yeah, I did too. Anyway, glad you're here. What a beautiful morning. Nice and cool out. I like this kind of weather myself, you know. You can put your coat on and you can go outside and be nice and warm and cozy and ride in Gay's car. She got, I got up this morning, Gay said, you want to ride with me? And I said, are you going to put the top down? And she said, well, sure. I said, you know, it's 22 degrees. <laughs> we put the top down. It was 22 degrees. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're really glad you're here today. Ann Landers wrote this story in the Washington Post. The story goes like this. Smith Smith was stark naked and just about to step into the shower when the doorbell rang. You ever had that happen? And she hollered, who is it? And he shouted back, it's the blind man. And she figured, well, it's safe. So she, uh, she opened the door. Uh, and she said, uh, she opened the door, and he looked at her and, uh, and, uh, and shock. And, she, and he asked, where do you want me to hang these blinds, lady? <laughs> now, that has nothing to do with the message. <laughs> maybe you can find something in there. But he was blind. But he could see. Anyway, uh, he was one. We're starting our Christmas series today called Get Lit This Christmas. And I had someone last week approach me and kind of sheepishly. And, and he asked, buddy, I, I'm a little bit confused about this new series, Get Lit This Christmas. He said to me, he said, do you mean you really want us to go out and get lit this Christmas? He said, that's what I used to do. I used to go get lit. <laughs> 
I said, oh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. Uh, what I really mean is uh, 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 that uh, it means that, uh, that we need to get it lit up with and for Jesus this Christmas. And uh, I hope that uh, helped him understand better that I didn't really want to go get lit. Uh, you know, anyway, uh, the Christmas season is upon us. And uh, for a lot of people, that does mean holiday parties. That does mean for a lot of people, they uh, get lit. Uh, you know, getting lit by the world's definition is often a big part of the celebration. I know that 30-some years ago or more before I became a believer, that's what I thought the holidays was all about. You had a party and you get lit. And, you know, and so uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Uh, and um, that's what this series is about. We can get lit with Jesus instead of getting lit with alcohol. So as Gay and I were discussing this series, as we always do, and, you know, I had a choice between two series that's kind of been rattling around in this hollow brain of mine, and it was one was uh, Be a Star This Christmas, and the other one was Get Lit This Christmas, and I just kind of, I kept coming back to Get Lit This Christmas, and we were talking about that, and she was saying, where are you going with that, da-da-da, because, you know, her and I will share this series, and um, and I talked to her about it, and she said, well, I believe this scripture in Ephesians 5.18 would be a good scripture for you to kind of talk about, maybe, in your introduction. And Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. The IV said it leads to debauchery, which means you wake up the next morning after you're drunk regretting what you did last night. And that's kind of how it will ruin our lives. But anyway, it says instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, my translation for this verse for this series would go like this. Don't get lit with wine. Instead, be lit with the Holy Spirit. In other words, get lit this Christmas by the power of the Holy Spirit, which lives in you if you are a believer, and then go out into our dark world and be the light of Jesus. You know, Christmas is a season that's all about lights. I mean, we love to roll out the lights at Christmas time. I mean, we've begun now to be a culture where there's lights for Halloween, there's lights for Thanksgiving, there's lights for Fourth of July. But at Christmas, we just kind of go overboard. I even saw lighted Christmas eggs or Easter eggs hanging in a tree one year, and I thought, well, now. But anyway, our neighborhood is lit up. I don't know why I'm a little nervous at this message. I haven't been in any of those, but our neighborhood is lit up. I mean, you drive in, it looks like Las Vegas down our street <laughs> until you get to our house, and it looks like the funeral home. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to try to change that today. But anyway, you know, we love to light up the neighborhood. Uh, we're really into, we like to light up at Christmas. So we're really, and I mean light up with lights, uh, we're really into lights. There are white lights, blue lights, green lights, red lights, flashing lights, twinkling lights, and then there are those stationary lights. You know, we love light. We also love moonlight, sunlight, and the starlight. We're fascinated by light in our culture today. Why is that? Because darkness frustrates us, and light illuminates. Darkness alienates, and light captivates. Darkness incarcerates, and light liberates. Light sets us kind of free. Uh, did you know that light travels at the rate of 186,000 miles per second? And what that means is light travels around the 
earth or, uh, seven times around the world at the tick of a clock. Light between ticks travels seven times. You can see me and I can see you. We don't really see each other. Uh, we really don't see each other's objects. What we're really seeing is light. Our eyes are made for light. Our bodies are made for light. And we're drawn to light, especially during the Christmas season. But you know, we couldn't see light if it weren't for darkness. If it wasn't for darkness, we could not uh, see light. Do you know what the first thing God did at creation? Anybody know? Yes. He corrected the darkness and he spoke light into existence and said, let there be light. And God separated the light uh, from the darkness. He lit up the sky with the sun, the moon, and the stars. Light. Light is a major theme in the Bible, especially during the Christmas season, the Christmas story. Light is also a symbol of hope. Now, I can remember back, and this has been a long time back, when I was about 18 or 19, a friend of mine, Jeffrey Dean, and I were, we decided to go hunting, and we were in the deep, we were deep in the backwoods of the George Washington National Forest deer hunting. We were hunting for that uh, trophy deer. Congratulations, Peyton. Peyton got her first deer last week. Peyton, she is a, I mean, she is a deer hunting machine. <laughs> anyway, she's already started lying, though, about it. <laughs> she said it was a spike, but it should have been a four-pointer. <laughs> okay, we got that. All right. Uh, I got an eight-pointer, but it should have been a 16-pointer. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that's how the story. I just saw her there, and I was like, oh, wow, Peyton got her deer this week. <laughs> would y'all have ever thought Peyton would have been a deer hunter? No, me either. Uh, but anyway, she is. She's a West Virginia girl. Uh, anyway, uh, we were back there deer hunting. I got to get back on track here. And it was just about dark. I mean, and, and uh, my friend and I, uh, uh, we made a plan uh, that uh, we would come back to the truck at, I don't remember the time, but let's say 5 o'clock. Uh, and and uh, it was just about dark, and my friend had not come back yet. And so I was starting to get a little concerned, because when you go in the deep backwoods of the George Washington National Forest, going up looks down sometimes. I mean, you can get in some of those valleys, and you don't know where you're at. And I thought, oh, my gosh, he's lost. I waited a little while, and, and so uh, I said to my brave self, self, you got to go find him uh, because he's lost. Well, about an hour after searching for him, uh, it was now pitch dark. I mean, it was dark where you know where it's dark, where you can't see your hand in front of your face. And, and, and I got turned around myself. I was up there, and I didn't know uh, which way was right or left. I mean, it's easy in the mountains, in the woods, in the dark to get uh, turned around. And I couldn't find my way back to the truck. And so I was stumbling around in the dark. I mean, I, 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 I had no light because I left my light in the pickup truck. And I got to be honest with you, I was beginning to get a bit spooked. I was thinking, I'm never going to find my way out of this place. And they're going to send in a helicopter and find me propped up against a tree somewhere. But Lord and behold, I looked out and I saw headlights coming up the road. I mean, what a miracle. You know, needless to say, I was relieved. I mean, it was like, whew, because I knew that if I walked in the direction of the light, that I would arrive safely back at my truck if I just followed the light. And sure enough, 
I got back to the truck and my friend was saying, man, I thought you was lost. Where you been? <laughs> anyway, people in darkness are thrilled to see light. You know, when we think of light, though, we often think of the sun. And we've been taught that the sun is the center of the, uh, of the solar system, and thus uh, we think of the sun as the light of the world. Now, some figures reveal God, the sun's greatness. For instance, the sun is 93 million miles from the earth. Now, if you take a baby, this is what I read, and I hope it's true, if a baby would start flying to the sun at birth and travel 150 miles per hour, the baby would be nearly 71 years old upon arrival. Also, astronomers, astronomers estimate the diameter of the sun is 109 times that of the earth. It output of, its output of energy is 70,000 horsepower per square yard per minute. And lastly, the temperature at the sun's surface is about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, incredible. The power of the sun and just the sheer size of the sun. But you know what? In spite of all that and in spite of the greatness of the sun, the sun is not the light of the world. It's not the light of the world. The light of the world was born some 2,000 years ago or more. Uh, the Son of God was born as the Son of God, and He lit up the world that first Christmas morn. Christmas is a story of light. Jesus brought light into the world. You can read the Christmas story uh, from Luke chapter 2, but He brought light into the world. In the lonely fields of Bethlehem that first Christmas, the glory of the Lord shone around. The angels, they relayed the message of good news of great joy for all the people. The Savior, the Christ, the Lord, the Messiah had been born. The light of the star of Bethlehem also singled to all who would look and learn that the King of the Jews had been born. The light of the world. And as Jesus uh, grew and as he became, began to teach, he boldly said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Since we know uh, a little more about light now, we know about the light of the sun, we know how fast light travels, and we know that the true light of the world <coughs> is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So let's talk about how to get lit this Christmas. You ready? Okay. First of all, make Jesus the light of your life. If he is not the light of your life, I would encourage you this morning, if you want to get lit this Christmas, that you make him, uh, that you make him the light of your life. Ask yourself, is Jesus Christ the light of my life? Is he my Savior? Have I accepted him as my Savior? You see, make no mistake, we are all born with darkness inside of us. Each and every one of us were born with darkness inside of us. And that darkness is called sin. And sin separates us from God. It separates. There's a chasm between us and God. And because of sin, there is no way to God unless we go through the light of Jesus. Jesus is the only way to stamp out the darkness that resides inside of us. You see, we were born as sinners. All of us. The Bible says we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But the good news is Jesus Christ came to light up our life and shed, uh, get rid of the darkness in our life. 
You see, that darkness, it shows up in our words, how we talk to one another, how we, the, the things we say. It shows up in our actions. And we know deep inside of us that that's not what God wants from us. We know that when, when, when that darkness resides in our life and it begins to come out in our words and the way we live our life, we know there's something that God put in all of us that we know that we just know that God's not pleased with that. And that's called sin. You see, we know that deep inside, that's not what God wants. Yet those words and those actions continue to pop up in our lives. In fact, sometimes the darkness can become so dark that we have a difficult time seeing the mess that sin has made of our lives. We blame everything. We blame, we blame our, uh, our job. We blame our circumstances. We blame our finances. We blame our wife. We blame our husband. We blame our children. We blame our job. We blame, 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 blame. But the reality is that it's the sin that resides in us. And, and Jesus came to drive that sin out of our life. But it begins when we make him the light of our life. You see, th there, there are people sitting here today. I believe there are people sitting here today, or maybe you're worshiping online, and, and, and there are so many people in our community who live in darkness. And sometimes we don't even realize that that's where we're living. We're living in darkness, the darkness of sin. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life and will never walk in darkness. Will never walk in darkness. You see, when we receive the light of Jesus in our hearts, it will have an incredible impact on the darkness in our lives. Now we talk about sin. There's a twofold nature of sin. There's a sin that we commit, the actions, the things that we do. Steal, kill, cheat, whatever that might be. That's the action of sin. And, and that sin resides in our life and creates darkness in our life, in our world, and in our families. And Jesus came to dispel that darkness. He came to forgive us of our sins so that you and I could see our way to God through the light of Jesus. You know, he came to show us things that need to be exposed in our life. He came to show us those dark places in our life that we try to hide. He came to clean up that which needs to be cleaned up in our life. And even though we've tried to hide the mess in the darkest secret places of our lives, the light of Jesus will show us things that need to be exposed. Like our temptations and like our secret sins and those faults that we prefer not to admit. The poor way we have treated the people we love. The selfish attitude that we have and the nurture and we have nurtured, and the times we have looked the other way rather than helping someone that's in need. And we look the other way and say, Oh, someone else will take care of that. You see, the light, Jesus has come into the world not to bring condemnation to us, but to bring salvation, to bring healing, to bring reconciliation. You see, the light is freely ours, and all we have to do is ask. And receive. In John 12, 46, the Bible says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Will you make him the light of your life this Christmas? And let his light permeate your soul and push out the darkness of sin. 
cast as far as the east is in the west, never to be remembered against us again. Will you, if you've never, will you make him the light of your life this Christmas? Another way to get lit this Christmas is to willingly flip the switch. Willingly flip the switch. You're probably thinking, I've lost my mind. But the catch here I want to talk about is willingness won't light up your life. Willingness to flip the switch will not light up your life. Here's what I'm trying to illustrate. I bought this at Walmart for $3.84. But something I was just asking, I'd like to find a way to illustrate what I'm trying to say. Well, here's a light. Here's a switch. Here's a power source. And here's the light. Now, if I was in a totally dark room, I could do one or two things. I could stumble around in the darkness. I could curse the darkness. I could bump myself and mess my life up and, you know, stub my toe and whatever. I could do that. Or I could willingly turn the light on. You know, I, I, could, I could say, you know what? I don't have to be in darkness any longer. I don't have to stumble around anymore. I can just simply, willingly flip the switch. I can flip the switch and there will be light. And that's the same as our, in our spiritual lives. You know, when you and I gave our life to Jesus Christ as your believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. The light of the world lives in your life. And, the, and we have a power source. When you receive Jesus Christ as your, whole, as your Savior, as I said earlier, the Holy Spirit took up residence in your life. That is the power source of our life. Our free will is the switch. Our free will is the switch. We have to choose, if we want the power of Jesus in our life, we have to choose willingly to flip the switch. What does that mean, buddy? We have to willingly choose to allow Jesus to be Lord of our life. We have to willingly choose that he be the boss of my life, that he be the CEO of my life, that he calls the shots, because I can tell you the power source will not force itself on you. Jesus will allow us to stumble around as believers, be ineffective, and mess our life up and stay stuck in addiction, stay stuck in our lifestyle and the rut that we're in, or we can be set free by willingly having the power of Jesus in our life, and if we flip the switch, we have the power to be victorious over sin and death. Now, people want to say that that's not true, that we got, but I got to tell you, we're born with a twofold nature. And God says we need to be holy as he is holy. And if God is going to tell me to be holy, then he's got to find a way for me to be holy because I can't be holy. So there's a twofold nature of sin. The acts of sin, Jesus took care of that on the cross when he shed his blood for us. And then there's the nature of sin, that we're all born with the nature of sin. We all are bent towards sin. And when Jesus died on the cross, not only did he die for the acts of sin, but he died for the nature of sin. And what I mean is, when we willingly turn the switch on, we now have power over sin and death. And we don't have to have this excuse of stumbling around and say, oh, I'm just human. Oh, I'm, you know. No, God did not leave us helpless. He sent the Holy Spirit to be our power source, to set us free from sin and death. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, the early followers of Jesus, they were believers. Believe me, they followed him for three years. They believed that he was the Son of God. They confessed that he was the Son of God. Peter said as much. But they had no power. They had no power. You see, once Jesus went to heaven, what did they do? They stumbled around and ended up in a dark room, in an upper room, hiding from the enemy with no power. But the Bible says once the Holy Spirit came upon them, now I'm not saying they didn't have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have all the Holy Spirit you will ever receive in your life. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge of your life. He can't have power unless you give him power. He can't be Lord unless you give him the, the authority to be Lord. You have to willingly say, Lord, I surrender my life. I surrender my yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, God, I have plans for my life, but if you have better plans for my life, then God, I submit myself fully to you. And when we submit ourselves fully to him, he gives us the power to live this life. And once they, the disciples, flip the switch, the Bible says you, that you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And that's exactly what the early believers, the followers of Jesus, did with their life. You see, these, these downcast and fearful followers who were hiding in darkness were now lit up. And their transformed lives began to transform the world. And I would dare say, if our lives have not been transformed and we say we're believers in Jesus Christ, I would dare say we have not given him the lordship of our life. We've not allowed him to call the shots. Because I can tell you, I don't know better than God for my life, and nor do any of us know what's best for our life. The creator, the God who created us, the God that blew breath into our lungs, knows best what, for, what our lives were created to be. And we'll stumble in darkness until we give him the go-ahead to be Lord. You see, last week there were 15 or so people in one of the services, I think the 11 o'clock service, who came up to surrender their lives to Jesus. And my prayer is that they were filled with his power, that they surrendered and made him Lord. And I would say to you that I believe when they stepped out of their seats, they willingly flipped the switch. They made that step of obedience. And they willingly flipped the switch in their lives. And they surrendered, prayerfully I hope, that they surrendered their lives fully to God's authority. And if you were one of those and you did that, you received power by faith. You have to receive that power by faith like you received your salvation. You received by faith. And their lives were lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit. If that happened in their life, they are now under the power and authority of God. They are no longer Lord of their life. They have stepped off the throne and said, Lord, I want what you want for my life, not what I want for my life. I think Acts 26, 18 describes what I'm trying to illustrate. God was sending Paul. Paul had a, an experience. We know that if you've been around the church and read your Bible, that Paul was on the road to Damascus and he had an experience with Jesus Christ and he fell blind on the side of the road. And God came to him later and restored his sight and filled him with the power of the Holy Spirit. And now God was calling him to go share the good news with the Gentiles. And here's what he said 
He said, he, he said, I send you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, when you look at that verse, it says they, they went from darkness to light and from the power, this is the Gentiles, from the power of Satan to the power of God. We either give God the power in our life or we allow Satan to be in charge of our life. And they turn from the power of Satan to the power of God that they may receive forgiveness of sin. Now listen to this. And a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Sanctified. Sanctified means set apart. Filled with his power to be used of God. Set apart. Filled with the Spirit. Empowered to be used of God. God, not my will be done, but your will be done. That's what sets that belief that there is a sin nature that we're born with and we have acts of sin and that God will sanctify our life is a distinguishing mark of Salem Fields Community Church in our doctrine. That we believe that you have to, first of all, ask God to forgive you of your sins and then you have to surrender your life and be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. To live victorious over sin and death. When we're willing to flip the switch. When we're willing to surrender ourselves. Not to our will. And not to what we want. And not to what we believe. But to what God wants for our life. We surrender to his leadership. His lordship in our lives. That we are, we are lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit. And therefore Satan no longer has power over you. No longer has power over me. But God does. You want to be lit this Christmas. Make him the light of your life. You want to be lit this Christmas, flip the switch. Flip the switch. Flip who is Lord, you or God. Be light. If you want to get lit this Christmas, be light to those around you. Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hill, that, hilltop that cannot be hidden. It might be that you've allowed, that you have uh, made Jesus the light of your life. And maybe you've been lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit. You've surrendered your life to him, and he's now Lord. If so, let me remind you of something. There are people all around us, maybe even sitting beside of you, maybe in our own families, who are hurting and lost and wandering around in the darkness that could use just a little light to shine in their world this Christmas. Bless you. Will you be that person? Will I be, will I be that person? I've had to ask myself that question in every service. Will I be that person that takes a look, the light of Jesus that shines in me and be a light to those who are walking in darkness? When we're lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can bring light and hope into someone else's dark world. By letting Jesus be our example. You see, Jesus was lit up by the power of God in his life. And therefore, wherever he went, read about him. Wherever he went, he shined his light on people. It didn't matter their status. It didn't matter how much money they made. It didn't matter uh, what kind of education they have. It didn't matter what kind of car they drove. It didn't matter what neighborhood they lived in. It didn't matter who they were. Matter of fact, it didn't matter the kind of lifestyle that they had, that we judge. 
If they were living and breathing, he loved them unconditionally, hands down. Jesus was then and is now the light of the world. And he reminds us that our lives are now to be the light of the world. So, if we are lit this Christmas by the holy power of the Holy Spirit, look for those in your life, in your family, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your community that just need a little bit of light in their life. They don't need religion. They need light, the light of Jesus. It doesn't take much. You know, if I, if I could completely darken this room and make it as dark as I could possibly make it, if I lit a little candle, you know what happened? The darkness would start to be pushed back. That's why Jesus called us to be the light of the world. So that we could push back darkness. We want to curse the darkness of our world. We want to blame politics. We want to blame the news media. We want to blame uh, whatever. We blame, blame, blame. But I can tell you where the blame lies. It blames in the fact that we've not been lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit and been the light in a dark world because God created us to push back darkness through the light of Jesus Christ that lives in us. And I have failed him. The government will always fail me. Jesus didn't give us the light to set in church. He gave us light to be light in a dark world. A little bit of light, just a little bit of light can make a big difference in someone's life this Christmas. Maybe you struggle with being a light in this dark world because you can only do a little bit. Well, stop yourself right there and don't underestimate what you can do in this world with the light that you have shining through the power of the Holy Spirit. That little bit of light can change the darkness when you're lit up by the Holy Spirit. You can make a difference. I can make a difference. Light changes everything. Light changes everything. So I question, I ask you, will you be willing this Christmas to go into our dark world to leave today from these comfortable pews and all that goes along with this and go out into our dark world where people need Jesus and be light. Will I do that? Will you do that? Instead of getting lit up at the Christmas party this year on alcohol, be the light. Be the light. Be bold enough to shine your light, no matter how small or insignificant you may feel, or if you think there's so much need, I can't do but so much, there's so much need that, that what little bit I can do won't make any difference. And I heard a pastor once said, do for one what you wish you could do for all. Do for one person what you wish you could do for the all people. The prophet Isaiah instructed us on being a light when he said, feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then light, your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Be the light. Be the light. If we're truly lit by the power of the Holy Spirit this Christmas, there is no way that we won't be a light in a dark world, in this dark world. Be a light. Be a light. Be a light on the hilltop, wherever that hilltop is in your life. When we're lit up by the Holy Spirit, we can't hide that light. When we're lit up by his power, we can't hide it. People see it in us. They know it. 
They know that there's something different about us. And I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. And my prayer is that each of us will let Jesus shine in our dark world this holiday season and beyond. Through our love and through our light, we can reflect God's love for others. And we will be a light in this dark world. You know, if I could sing, which I can't. But if I could sing, I'd sing this little, so this little song. This light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do my best this Christmas and beyond to let my little light shine no matter how I may feel. I let my feelings drive me too much. And I want to get beyond that. And I believe the power of God is greater than my feelings. I believe the power of God is greater than anything that holds you back. And if I could sing, I would sing that little song at the top of my lungs this morning. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Shine, shine, shine. Will you let your light shine this Christmas? Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everyone that's gathered here today, whether in the room or online, God. I ask, dear God, that you would empower us to let our little light shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, Lord. May we be, Lord, may we be the light that this world desperately needs. God, will I be the light that this world desperately needs. So this morning as we close out our time together, if you're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the light of your life, in other words, if you've never made him savior of your life, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, I'm going to ask you right now if you would like to be lit up this Christmas. With the light of Jesus, it begins with making him the light of your life. Would you pray this prayer with me? Jesus, just pray it. And you can pray it out loud. You can pray it under your breath. Pray it with faith. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. We're all sinners. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life. to be my Savior. And then you pray, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for being my Savior. Now, if you prayed that little prayer and you believe it with all your heart, and you want to make testimony to that, and I want to pray for you at the end of our time, we're going to pray for you. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just say, you know what, I prayed that prayer and I've made Jesus the light of my life. Maybe you've been away from him a long time or you've never known Jesus personally. Would you just slip up your hand? Anybody pray that prayer this morning? Yes. Let's see your hands. Yes. God sees your hands. Anyone else? Yes. I see your hand. Anyone else? Father, thank you. Now, maybe you're here today and you say, you know what, buddy, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've asked Jesus to be the light uh, of my life, and I've asked him to forgive me my sins, but I've never flipped the switch. I'm still Lord. 
I'm still in charge. I don't have any power. And there's not much difference between me and everybody else. My light's kind of not even burning. It's real dim. But this morning, I want to make a decision to flip the switch. I want to receive power. I want victory. I want to be lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit. With all of your heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, no one looking around, I'll pray, we'll pray at the end. Is there anybody who would say, that's me. I want to flip the switch this morning. Anybody at all? Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Thank you. God bless you. Anyone else? Yes. God bless you, man. Anyone else say, I want to flip the switch today. I want to quit living like this. I'm going to quit stumbling around and continue to hurt myself and others. Yes, I see your hand in the back. I don't want to, yeah, I saw your hand in the back, sir. Anyone else? Thank you. Maybe you're here and you're lit up. You're lit up for Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. You surrendered. He's the Lord of your life. And you'd say, you know what? I want to be a light in the dark world this Christmas. Will you pray for me? If that's you, you say, I'm lit up. I know Jesus. He's, he's the light of my life. I'm lit up by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now I want to do what God's called me to do, to be a light, be the light of the world. I don't want to be stay hidden and in the background anymore. I want to step forward and be forward and be bold. Is anybody like that today? Say, yeah, it's me. Yeah, all over the all over the auditorium. God bless you all. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what we're gonna do in just a minute, we're gonna worship. I love this song. I told Jody what I was speaking on. I said, Jody, you know, and she said, Dad, what do you think about this song? And I loved it. So I want us to stand and I want us to worship together. And if you raised your hand at all today, I'd love for you to come up front during this song sometime. And at the end, we just pray for each other, encourage each other. Just whatever you raised your hand for today. We're not going to call you out. Just You don't have to do this, but man, I thought it would be just kind of neat if all of us had raised our hands sometime during this song. Thank you, Jesus. Help us. Let's stand together and let's worship together.
Father, we thank you so much for who you are, and we bow before you this morning, Lord. We surrender to you. Father, I pray that collectively we are saying, God, you are Lord of our life. Take the steering wheel. I'll sit in the passenger seat, and we'll go together. You're in charge of my life. And so, Father, I know that you can use fully surrendered people to be the light of the world. That's what you've called us in this day and age for us to be the light, to shine Jesus throughout a dark world. And so, Father, I would pray that we at Salem Fields Community Church would say, we are lit. We are lit for you, Jesus. And as we walk out of this place, it won't just be something that we've experienced here this morning, but we truly would flip on the switch and say, God, I'm going to take that step to do the awkward thing in my life and to walk over to someone or to share with someone when I feel so insecure inside, but you've asked me to do this. And that may just be the person that God's called us to reach in this dark world. And so, Father, whether it's 7-Eleven and we're getting our coffee, make us mindful, Lord. Help us to be in tune with your spirit so that we wouldn't just be people that sit in church and know about the light, but go out and be the light. So, Father, we thank you for your gift of Jesus. We celebrate you this season, Lord, but I pray that it's something that we celebrate year-round 
that we've given our lives fully and completely to live for you and to be the light of the world because we know you, Jesus. Thank you for this time that we've had together. May it not just be another Sunday morning, but a life-changing moment in the life of us here. So, Father, we give you all the glory, the past, the present, the future. We give it up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.